We'll get to Sue Ann Levy here shortly. I'll pick up on this talk uh, about the human rights complaint by six families and their kids going to school and uh, whether or not the curriculum is not reflective of uh, interests that would protect them. And uh, we'll do that with our legal analyst after 6 o'clock. Right now, Conrad Black joins us, the noted author, commentator, and historian on so many topics worthy of discussion. Conrad, how are you this afternoon? Fine, thanks, John. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, just curious, though, I mean, the Saudi thing that's been uh, roiling for the last number of days since uh, the tweet by Krista Freeland. Uh, I mean, how do you see this thing playing out ultimately? How will it be resolved? That is a good one. Uh, and it requires... Um it requires an insight I do not possess into what the political side of it is for the government. Uh, I, I'm not sure and have no standing to speculate on the extent to which the prime minister thinks their votes in, uh, you know, getting up on our soapbox and complaining about women's rights in Saudi Arabia, especially when we are not being supported in this by the Trump administration. And um, if, if the prime minister and his party think that this is a vote winner, I, I guess that uh, they'll they'll keep it up and try and make something out of it and represent it as a, a, you know, an, an illustration of the groundbreaking principled stance that Canada's taking in the community of nations. I mean, I think that's a lot of eyewash myself, but it could happen. And, and, and it, by the way, if it does, it may be correct political analysis. The fact that I wouldn't do it myself doesn't doesn't mean anything um but he's playing to domestic consumption that's what you're saying he's well, well I, I again i i'm not sure of that and i want to be careful not to impute motives i just don't know i can't mind read i don't know but i think there is that possibility i mean i i, I, I on the, on the one side uh, i perfectly understand if christy freeland was sending a tweet out directed at somebody in particular expressing regret about this but for a foreign minister to tweet out complaining about uh, what is the operation of an altogether different system and one less respectful of rights than Kennedy is, but one that has made a lot of progress, even this, it sounds absurd, of course, but this business of the Saudis finally allowing women uh, driver's licenses. I mean, the, the, this Prince Regent is trying to, or Crown Prince, I guess, is trying to... Uh, uh, to to move things along in a in a positive direction in that country, and it is a country that's been extremely helpful to the West in uh, withstanding Iranian influences, terrorist influences in the Middle East, and in being and in improving Arab-Israeli relations. And and I, I I don't think she should be doing that. But on the other hand, for one tweet from the foreign minister, it seems to me the Saudis have overreacted, pulling all the students out and so on. Now, I don't know what the impact is going to be on this armored uh, vehicle contract in London, Ontario, but that, that's a good deal for this country, and, and several thousand jobs are associated with it. And if, if that's jeopardized, the, the, you know, even if Justin thinks that it's good political theater in a year coming through to an election, uh, he's not, he's not going to win a lot of gratitude from the people who were thrown out of work as a result of it. Well, what about the 15,000 students? Uh, that's something significant, too, I guess. Because yeah, well, I, I don't think we... I, I think it's regrettable that they're being withdrawn. Yeah, and uh, the doctors from Saudi who are uh, practicing here as well, we can ill afford to lose those. But let me ask you now, uh, just to shift from how uh, that one would be resolved to uh, when is this ever going to end? 
We've talked about it in the past, historical figures, their likenesses or statues being taken down. Now we hear that the mayor in Victoria uh, and the council planning to remove the statue of Sir John A. Macdonald from outside of their city hall because it doesn't square with the reconciliation uh, with First Nations. You know, this whole political correctness has become so toxic. Well, well, particularly on that uh, on that point, that individual point of the treatment of the historical memory of John A. Macdonald, that is a disgrace and an outrage. I mean, he brought British Columbia into this country. He set it up as a province. Uh, he had the he built the Canadian Pacific Railway, and he had the Canadian Pacific Railway by the steamship lines that enabled us to operate the largest and fastest ocean liners on the Pacific Ocean right up to the Second World War. I mean, he made Victoria as a town. He made it as a capital of a province. He made it as a trans-Pacific port, and and uh, albeit most of it went to Vancouver, but some, you know, those those Canadian Pacific. I remember as a young person going out there, and we went all around in those Canadian Pacific ferries from Victoria. John A. Macdonald is basically the founder of that city, the founder of that province, the founder of this country, and it's a disgrace. He was in his time a great statesman compared to his peers, his contemporaries, who were, among others, Abraham Lincoln, Benjamin Disraeli, W. E. Gladstone. Bismarck and Lord Palmerston, and to take a statue down anywhere in Canada is an outrage. Well, and so all this history now being seen through a revisionist lens, I mean, all kinds of sins can be, uh, you know, dredged up from past figures. Well, that he gave the Native people the vote. I mean, he, he was in alliance with Poundmaker over the business with the Métis and Louis Riel. This is a complicated issue. He wasn't some foaming-at-the-mouth hater of the Natives. You know, like like an old time Southern segregationist. Uh, I mean, fine. There's a lot of controversy about the residential schools, but he wasn't trying to keep them out of the schools like the Southern segregationists were doing. He was trying to educate them. He didn't mean any harm by that. It was happened to be a policy that, in practice, had had many flaws. But although it had a lot of successes too, as has been pointed out, but he did not set out to do anything bad to the native people and, and to treat them like this even on that grounds, is an outrage. Even if he never in his life uttered comments about the Native people as offensive as what Mr. King, William Lyon Mackenzie King, our longest-serving prime minister, said about Jews. Now, King was appalled at the, 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 the discrimination against Jews, the massacre of Jews in Europe. He was appalled at any of that. But, but he routinely said that he didn't want Jewish neighbors of his country house and things like this. Johnny McDonald never cared about that. He wouldn't have minded if, uh, you know, the Cree chief had moved in next door to him on, on, on Sussex Drive. Again with Conrad Black. Uh, so, Conrad, really my question, though, is uh, where do you see the trajectory of political correctness going? I mean, well, we, some... the, those of us who don't share it have got to stop it. It's just going to get worse and worse unless sensible people stand up and say, we've had enough of this bunk and we won't take it anymore. Finally, you did reference the Second World War. You know, I was just noting, uh, August 9th, effectively, the Second World War came to an end. It was a few days later, but... Uh, you mean the second atomic bomb? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I remember uh, many years ago, there'd be mass uh, die-ins and, you know, chalk outlines on sidewalks and things like that. You think maybe we'd become a little casual about the nuclear threat? And not casual. I think that uh, over time... The Historical facts prevailed. I, I, I have nothing but admiration for Japan. I've been there a number of times. It's a wonderful country and a great nation. But uh, they did 
absolutely treacherously attacked the United States that killed thousands of American servicemen with a sneak attack on the U.S. Navy. And uh, once you go to war, bad things are apt to happen. President Truman and Prime Minister Churchill warned the Japanese that they had a, a, a weapon of unheard of destructiveness. The Japanese ignored it. The, the, Truman could have dropped it on Tokyo or Osaka and killed millions of people. He chose smallish centers. And, and even after one of these bombs dropped, the war continued. And it took the emperor to intervene with a famous speech beginning radio address to the Japanese people saying, events have unfolded not entirely as we would have hoped. That, that, that's how he began. Hmm. And, and uh, in the same week, they, they took two atomic bombs and a full attack by the Soviet Union in Manchuria. And he said things have not turned out exactly as we wished. And the, the, you know, the United States Naval Air Force was hammering the home islands every day with conventional bombing. And, and, they, they, and it, you know, it worked out. It's a, it, it, they swiftly recovered, and it's a great country. But the fact is, they had no right to expect anything better than that. They were warned. They started the war. I mean, wars aren't fought between great powers with pamphlets and rosewater. They're fought with whatever weapons will bring, in General MacArthur's phrase, that war to the swiftest possible victorious conclusion at the minimum possible cost in American and allied lives. Invading the home islands of Japan would have cost a million casualties. The United States took 70,000 casualties in Okinawa and Iwo Jima alone, just little islands. I'm going to bring this to a glorious conclusion. Uh, I appreciate your time as always, Conrad. Hope you have a great weekend. <laughs> I, I always feel I've been a little too emphatic. But anyway, <laughs> I think that's what you have me on for. You're so understated, yes. Uh, again. No, no, look, if, if you ask me about something I didn't uh, have strong views about, I would speak as quietly as a pussycat. <laughs> anyway. All right. John. All good, the best. Good weekend to you and your listeners. All right. Talk soon. Conrad Black, author, commentator, historian.